still trying. I'm still trying. This is The Art of Giving Up, your podcast for giving up bad days, bad ways, unfortunate habits, bad friends, giving up the Iron Throne. And as always, I'm your host, Stephen, and I want to thank you, yes, you, for joining me on this journey of self-discovery, of learning, of growth, and of cultural events, because, yeah, I just watched Game of Thrones, and I'm going to talk about it, and you're going to think, you're you're probably thinking, wow. He's talking about Game of Thrones. Well, obviously, spoilers. Two. All right, listen, I'm going to tie it together, okay? But first, let me just get it out there. I enjoyed the last season. I know a lot of people didn't enjoy the last season. There was a lot of kerfuffle and a lot of like, nah, nah, nah. I didn't understand why Daenerys is evil. And I personally, I think I saw it coming the entire time because i'm me and so i don't mind i don't care doesn't bother me but you know in looking at it in looking at game of thrones and of and and infinity war well in game avengers in game the sequel to infinity war i was i realized something that's like crazy and amazing these are massive cultural events like we've never seen and I know that when it comes to certain things, for example, you look back at uh, Gone with the Wind or serialized TV when 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 TV show when TV first became serialized, you would have you know without exaggeration uh, uh, three quarters of America watching one television show, and while the scale of doing that is not exactly there anymore because we have more options and so yes game of thrones probably does in its first watch like 9 10 million you know it probably does up to 15 or something but that's not even that's like whatever 5% or something of 300 400 million or whatever you know so that's not really a lot but there's something really culturally significant about those two properties because I have a theory that when it comes to Game of Thrones, even though less than a quarter of the country has watched the show, it's become a phenomenon that everyone's aware of. And when it comes to the Marvel movies, we've really reached and come to something that is far above and beyond anything that of any movie property and some people might say to me well you know like star trek had like 13 movies or something but we've never seen the success of serialized content in the internet age that's like this because whether you like it or not you have to realize 
that for the $3 billion that Avengers Endgame made in three weeks, guess what? That means that, you know, again, maybe a quarter of America saw it. And that means a quarter of America has seen a minimum of at least 10 other movies. You know, because I would say like three quarters of the people who saw Endgame saw some of the other movies. Another quarter saw maybe one or none of the other movies. But there's still something really significant and something really poignant about that. Something really, something that I find that grounds me because I feel alone a lot of the time and when i was younger of course because i'm me i never really felt like i fit in i never really felt like i um had a place you know and sometimes i don't feel like i belong but there's something interesting about being part of an event and in the way that Sopranos was an event and 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 uh, uh, six feet under you know everything in in this digital age is growing and expanding and becoming something unlike anything else because yes you will go back and people will be like oh the wire and Oz and 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 dead like me and six feet under and lost because lost was an event but lost can't compare to a property like the Marvel movies, which are 22 films, billions of dollars, more than $22 billion. Because each of the movie made, each of the movies made close to, at close to a billion dollars at the low end and far exceeding a billion dollars at the high end. When you look at Game of Thrones, a property based on I got beat up for reading fantasy novels, you know. And no, I'm not going to complain that I got beat up because I was reading fantasy fantasy novels. Eh, whatever, I don't care, you know. Whatever, I was a little kid, but you know, I would go into Barnes and Noble and I would stand in the fantasy section. And you would look at these books because you look fantasy novels are not thin books, okay. You know, it's for some reason, it's like the authors are like, well, I'm going to start with a very simple story of political intrigue, and it's going to be uh, 1,500 pages. And of course, by the third book, you know, it's a completely different world. And by the 16th book, it's a, it's a whole paradigm shift in the universe. And that's really what the Game of Thrones novels were. The Game, Game of Thrones, had the show never existed, would have been another fantasy novel, another fantasy series where you know it it took the author you know 10 15 years between the books to write and maybe by the time he dies there'll be 15 of them but something happened it went on television and people were enthralled by the storytelling and people filthy casuals <laughs> would be on the train reading and I'm not going to, it's not exclusive to Game of Thrones. Far from it, because the correlation between people reading the books that are related to the movies is is high. So when Twilight came out, people read the books, you, you see a lot of that. Whenever you see a movie based on a big book property, or a book based on a 
big movie property or a book which has a movie based on it, but the movie's a big property, you see a lot of people reading the books. And I know the Twilight books were like, I think the biggest one was like 650, 650 pages. I'm not going to look. I'm just guessing. Because, you know, a few of them were pretty hefty. It's not pedantic and rambling and complex as these fantasy novels can be. And yet, people were and still are enthralled. And I'm sitting here watching this show and reading the Reddit as I do it because I'm that person. And I'm on our Game of Thrones and I see people are so upset. They're so upset because this thing that they love, that they're a part of, is not going the way that they want it to. And I was feeling it with them. I was in there. I was like, I have my own opinions. I think it's okay. I think this. But then I realized, like, I'm I'm part of something. And it's really easy to get trapped in my mind and to feel so disconnected and disassociated from people. But we live in a world where you can easily find people who enjoy and love the things that you do. People who love the music that you do, who share similar opinions to you, and even better, you have access to people with opposing opinions and who can introduce you to new things and new concepts. I live a life where I see people in the street having discussions about cinematography or about these books and i just find myself just so pleased to be on a planet in a world where we have this and i know that a lot of people who are down on social networking and even i myself have done that a lot i've been really down on social networking on and its value but in taking a step back and looking at the phenomenon that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, looking at the phenomenon that's a, a, a song of fire and ice, looking at these things and looking how people interact over them, looking at how people find common ground with people and are connecting with people and enjoying something. And it makes you think, like, I'm not trying to listen. It's going to be crazy. You're like, like, I'm reaching here, but come on. People who vote for Trump like Game of Thrones. People who vote for Hillary like Game of Thrones. People who who like BDSM. People who are good Christian folk. People who are bad people. People who are great people. Philanthropists. People love Game of Thrones. You know, when you look at your philosophies and you look at your ideals inside of you and you're around other people, it's kind of easy to get in your mind and feel separated. And so it's like, oh, it's only you. But when you look at these things that we're all sharing, we're all sharing in the beauty of the technology. Everyone, no matter what your political spectrum is on Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok, everyone, you hate the popo? There's a woman on TikTok who's a police officer and she is hilarious, okay? You have people of all kinds and we're all utilizing the same tools. We're all enjoying the same contact, content. And I think that we really all have common ground. But for some reason, sometimes we just can't find it. We just can't see that we have common ground. We just can't see that we're all part of this thing that's bigger than us. 
you know, and I know that Game of Thrones and and the Marvel Cinematic Universe are just, you know, entertainment properties, but it really goes beyond that because we're all enjoying and everybody when Apple and, 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 and even if you're an Android person, when when Apple announces their thing at WWDC, what happens? What happens? Everybody's little thing on Google or, or their little notifications pop up from seeing that or they see it on YouTube and it's like the new features. We're all sharing common ground even about the things that we disagree about and this is where i gotta come a little serious and talk about alabama and talk about you know like this abortion thing that they got going on over there this you know new heartbeat heartbeat law which i don't know if you realize and of course again i say things wrong so suck it up because i'm not going to do any research because i don't want to be typing right now and you look and you'll see that they want you to not you know uh you can't get an abortion after like six weeks which apparently is like you know after the time people you know they know that they're pregnant right so it's effectively a ban on abortions now i think that we live in an interesting world because whether or not you like abortions right we all eat food we all breathe air we all watch tv we all live similar lives and we all struggle nor even people who have lots of money struggle people with lots of money get cheated on and have difficulties billionaires have jeff bezos cheated on his wife and she took like you know a bunch of his money we all suffer and we all have these common things and i don't understand why when it comes to things like that that are that are complex we we can't find common common ground and understand that you know pro-life is not really pro-life pro-life is anti-choice right because you ain't got to do it right and it's really strange that the people that we elect and I'm not in Alabama, but if I was in Alabama and I was a constituent and I elected these people to represent me, and if I was a woman, they wouldn't be representing my my needs, even if I did or did not support abortion. Even if I didn't support abortion, having these kind of laws are counter to, if I was a woman, to 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 the thing to my bodily autonomy, and. And it kills me that we struggle with all these political differences and we, we struggle with all these different things when we are all on the same page about so much. And I don't think that the people who are passing the law want to kill children or want people to starve or want, I don't know, I was watching on, on CNN, you know, the woman, the head of the RNC was like, oh, in New York, that you can abort the baby after it's born. And I'm just like, listen, nobody wants to kill babies. I think and she, and they kept asking her like, hey, how do you feel? How do you feel? And eventually she was like, after, you know, you know, just passing it on. Eventually she was like, all right. You know, I don't, I think that we do need to have these exceptions. These exceptions are important for incest and child molested people and stuff like that. You know, it's important. But, and the minute I hear that, but I just don't understand. It's like really weird. We're all on the same page. Like, even if you do not agree, what gives you the right to tell anyone anything? We are all on the same page. We all enjoy Game of Thrones. Almost all of us are kind of weird that Bran is the king of Westeros now in the Six Kingdoms. But, you know, whoa, I don't know how that happened. Well, you're hearing something now because apparently my TV does not know how to pause. But guess what? I'm not going to edit that out because I had it paused and it just played. Whatever. Suck it up. I watch wrestling. Deal with it. 
We all like and love the same things. We are all on the same page. We all share these ideals. And unless you're a child molester and a psychopathic, sociopathic murderer, no one wants harm to really come to people. And I really think that we all get in our own minds and we kind of like to put what we want from other people onto them without really realizing that we all share a lot of common ground, which is the problem that I feel like a lot of liberals like myself, and I consider myself to be a liberal, um, say things about people who like live in small towns or who vote for Donald Trump, everyone who voted for Donald Trump is racist, right? Because that's not the truth. A lot of people who vote for Donald Trump are not racist, and we can't really see that sometimes because we're not empathizing or understanding with these people who share similar ideals and they share these things these, these same thoughts and patterns and vibes and things with us you know and on the other side the people you know they're like oh they have their own feelings and, I, and i'm not gonna lie i guess it really comes down to sometimes that people have like these ideological systems and they get really stuck on it and it gets really in their mind and they emotionally think i know what's right but like in game of thrones like john said to danny she was like you know, I know what's right, and you know what's right. And you know that you know what's right. He said, but what about the other people? What about what they think is right? And what did she say? She says, that's why I'm quoting Game of Thrones. I told you to be spoilers. What did she say? She said, they don't have a choice. But we all have a choice. Because we all share, we all believe, and we all go down the same path. Whew, I got amped up today. Listen, listen. I love you, and I want you to understand that we are on the same page, we understand, and life is hard, but listen, we got it. Of course, as always, I'm your host, Steven. This has been The Art of Giving Up, and I'm here to show you how. You ready for this? You know what how stands for? Habit of wellness. That's what it is. As always, Facebook, The Art of Giving Up. Instagram, D-A, no, no, that's Twitter. Twitter's D-A, Art of Giving Up. Instagram is Art of Giving Up. Gmail, Art of Giving Up Podcast at gmail.com. Remember, remember, you're not alone. We all share this love and these passions. We are growing together. We have common ground. We just need to reach it sometimes. As always, I love you. Peace. And remember, happiness is a habit.